You're talking to one another is sweet music to my ears. That's wonderful. Good morning. No, no. Good morning. It's Christ the King Sunday. I'm going to do something a little different. We're going to do a little call and response. It's like he is risen, but it's different, you know, because it's Christ the King. I'm going to say Jesus Christ is King, and you guys are going to say he is King forever. And we're going to do it three times, okay? Jesus Christ is King. He is King Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is King. Well done, well done. Gets the juices flowing, gets our sights on the right thing, right? We got a, we got a bunch of announcements. Uh, next week, Advent hap- uh, begins. Actually, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. If you don't know that, that's, you're probably in a little trouble from somebody. Uh, and then next Sunday is the Advent week one, and we're going to be doing the hanging of greens and start setting our eyes for awaiting upon the first and second arrival of Jesus. Um, so don't miss out on any of this stuff, because... There's a schedules in the back, I think. Isn't that, did we print out a bunch of those flyers? Did anybody see those flyers? Wonderful. Make sure you grab a flyer that does all of Advent, what's, what's happening in Advent, because we have festival carols, we have our choir concert, we have all kinds of stuff coming up, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, today, we get to hear from our very own Amy, and so I've had a light morning, which is really nice, too. <sighs> It's been a long time since we've, like, said hi to one another. But I don't know if we should shake hands or anything, because there's a lot of flus and stuff going around. But just politely, over the next couple minutes, say hi to a couple people in this room. Ready? Break. All right, all right, that's enough community. We'll, we'll have some more community after the service. But as we continue in worship, remember the brothers and sisters that are around you, They have Christ as your king. You have Christ as your king. Um, Let's stand for this morning's call to worship. And it comes from the lectionary text of Psalm 46. I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. Hear these words. Surrender your anxiety. Be still and realize that I am God. I am God above all the nations. And I am exalted through the whole earth. Here God stands. The commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Let's worship.
seated and send the children and youth forward. Okay, am I on? You're the, Danny, you're the best. Thank you. All right. Hey, Landon's here. We're so excited. Um, um, okay, so I thought I need somebody to help me today who can count. Landon, do you want to help me? Can you count? Okay. Landon's going to be our scorekeeper. Come on up here. Can you help me count? We're going to count. Do you know what holiday is coming up this week? Yep. What, what holiday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we're going to count some thankful stuff. You're going to be my scorekeeper. Who's got their phone? I left my phone back in children's ministry. Somebody get out their phone. All right. Put your timer on. We're going to give us... We're going to give us a minute. All right, so you all, we're coming out to you. We're going to start here first, and we're going to talk about what we're thankful for. Okay, but not everybody can say family and friends. If somebody's already said what comes to your mind, you have to think of something else. So if somebody said family and friends and my dog, you can't say that. You have to think of something else. And we're going to see how many we can get in a minute. So, Landon, your job is that every time somebody says something, you count it. One, two, three, four. Okay, if they say the same thing, don't count it. We're moving on. Already? Are you ready? All right, so we're going to start. We'll have Rob. We'll let them go first. And then, and we're, when we get to Rob, then we're going this way. So, you guys, if you have something, like, you know, shout it out. Okay, are you ready? All right, we're going to start over here. Ooh, that's as far as I go. So we're just going to hear. So you have to shout loud because I can't bring the mic to everybody. Okay, we're going to, so we're going to start over here with Simon. Ready? Are you ready, Landon? You got to start counting. Okay, go. Thankful for Carter. Thankful for Carter. I'm thankful that COVID is ending. Okay, and let's go faster. You don't have to say I'm thankful. Just say what it is. Carter, COVID's getting better. Classmates. Classmates. Cats. Cats. Elsie. Housing. Turkey, teammates, students, life, breath in your lungs. Yay, Terry. Music, parents, who else has something? Wife, bright sunny morning, garden, children, and Grandchildren, children will take both of those. Grandchildren and children, you can count both those. Fiancés. Anybody else? Shout them out. We got a minute. New used car. Pumpkin pie. Are we at a minute? Okay, pumpkin pie. How many did we get? Nice. That's pretty good. Good job, Okay, so we got 18 things in a minute. So you guys need to go home and for five minutes write down whatever you're thankful for, but you can't repeat. Grandchildren and children will take those because that's different. Um, so you can put those down and be two and see how many, if you get more than 18 times five. What's 18 times five? You put your, you put your 18 times five, 90. Good job. All right, so you have to come up with at least 90. At least 90 before Thursday on Thanksgiving. Thank you, Landon. All right.
Can you guys say prayer with me? All right, we thank you, Lord, for all these things. It's only 18. And we look out at our big, beautiful world, and there's way more than 18. We thank you for loving us and giving us all these things. Some were food. Um, thank you for not just giving us, making us still be stuck with manna. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I'm so thankful that we have turkey and pumpkin pie and pizza and ice cream and everything else. We're so thankful for the main things. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for your son. We're thankful for what he's done for us on the cross that nobody else could do. We thank you for a great, that greatest gift of all, your son. Be with us this week. Be with us when we get together with family and friends. Help us to be thankful for everything that we have and to give you the glory in all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. So Amy is speaking today, and she requested a praise song that is even older than Jason. I think it's from like 1912 or something. No, actually, <laughs> Terry, you remember you said? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> No, actually, I remember singing this as a kid. I think it's from the 70s. So for some of you, that's like very recent. <laughs> but I, I actually loved this song growing up. I sang it with my dad, who's no longer with us. And uh, so it was, it was really good to revisit it. And so some of you will know it right off the bat. And for those of you that don't, it's so simple, you'll get it the second time through. It goes like this. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. You got it. Shelter. 
Spirit's doing something special today. Does anybody say amen to that? Uh, let's come together and confess our sins. And uh, just before I, I lead us in our prayer confession, this, this can become rote. Our, our prayers of confession can become just words that we say together on a page. And that's where I think the Catholic denomination has a, has a leg up on us. They have a, a specific way for dealing with the sins that we all commit on a daily, weekly basis. They go to a priest. And it says in James, if you confess your sins to one another, the Spirit shows up in a special way and you're healed. And I think we as Protestants, I think I, I agree theologically with what we've done. We don't need a priest. We can go to our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, our King, anytime, anywhere. But we miss out on that community aspect. We miss out on, hey, you know I'm a kind of a failure too. And that's why our great ancestors, we stand on the shoulders of giants, amen? They say as part of worship, we should confess together, because we don't need a priest. We should all go together and hear one another's voices say, I need forgiveness on a weekly basis. So with that in mind, Let's pray our prayer of confession together. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It says all over scriptures. Our Heavenly Father cannot wait to forgive us. He's, before we can say, hey, 
He's saying, I love you, I made you, I've forgiven you, I'll never give up on you. It says in God's word that when we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to remove them from us as far as the east is from the west. So let me be the bearer of great news on this Thanksgiving week. In the name of Jesus Christ, our King, I declare we're forgiven. Let's sing Gloria Patri. Please be seated. And would our new elders and deacons please come forward for ordination and installation. And actually, why don't you guys stand and face the congregation, and me and Marsha will. You can see the back of my head and, and Marsha's head, or, or she can just stand that way too. <laughs> As many as were baptized into Christ, having clothed yourself with Christ, there is one body and one spirit. Just as we were called in the name, called to the one hope of our calling. In baptism, you were clothed with Christ. Today, November 20th, 2022, You are now called by God through the voice of the church to enter the ministries of service and governance, announcing in word and deed the gospel, the good news of Jesus, the Christ King. We are called into the church of Jesus Christ by baptism and marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling. And to be disciples and servants of our Lord within the community of the church, some are called to particular service. Raise your hand. Deacons. Elders. And as minister of the word and sacrament, ordination is Christ's gift to the church, assuring that his ministry continues among us, providing for our ministries of caring and compassion in the world, ordering the governance of the church, and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. Representing the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, the session of the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant now ordains to the office of Elder Jane Bates. And installs to active service at um, to the board of uh, to the board of elders. (laughs) She was once a deacon. To the board of elders, 
The session also installs to active service those who have been previously ordained deacons, Georgina Connery, Elsie Ihara, Ann Mitchell, Kathy Stevenson, and elders, Amy Hemseri Sabala and Nora Anderson. Now I'm going to ask you the institutional questions, and these for everybody. We'll start with for everybody, and then we'll move to elders, and then we'll move to deacons, and then we'll get closer to the end. Here you go. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge him Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Please say, I do. Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be, by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ in the church universal and God's word to you? Please say, I do. I do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the, the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of the church as authentic and reliable expositions of what scripture leads us to believe and do? And will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God? Please say, I do and I will. Will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? Please say, I will. Will you be governed by our church's polity and will you abide by its discipline? Will you befriend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them and subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Please say, I will. Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus the Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? Please say, I will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? Please say, I do. Will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Please say, I will. This is just for the elders. Will you be a faithful elder, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Please say, I will. Now, well, I guess that's it for you elders. We're going to do this for the, uh, actually, we'll do this at the end. We'll do the we do's. Let's do, uh, let's do deacons right now. Will you be faithful deacons, teaching clarity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendless, all those in need? In your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Please say, I will. Now, I ask y'all to be in commitments, so to make some covenants, and to be in these folks' corners, and to listen to them, and to um, be served by them, and also serve, serve them. Here we go. Do we, the members of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, accept these people before us? And I'll read their names here. Hold on a second. We actually, I'll just look at you. <laughs> you got Nora Anderson. We got Amy Hemsara Savala. We got Ann Mitchell. We got Jane Bates. We got Elsie Hara, the other Elsie in my mind. Uh, Georgina Conry. And then we have Kathy Stevenson. Um, 
do you, the congregation, do we, PCC, accept them as deacons and elders chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ? Please say, we do. Do we agree to encourage them to respect their decisions and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is head of the church? Please say, we do. Let's go to God. No, let's let's keep going. That's what we do. We're going to, but like in weddings, um, have you ever been to a wedding where the pastor says, hey, if you're married and these vows are being spoken, they apply to you, this is an awesome opportunity to reaffirm your marriage vows. Have you ever been to one of those weddings? Me too. I want to make this into it because as we ordain Jane Bates, she's going to be newly ordained as an elder. She's been ordained as a deacon, but she's being ordained as an elder. Um, We're going to ask her to reaffirm her baptismal vows. The covenant. The most important covenant. And I invite us as a congregation to say, when she says, I do, us to say I do out loud, okay? Is everybody ready for that? Okay, good. Ordination calls the whole church to renewed commitment and reminds us all to bear gladly the yoke of Jesus Christ given in the covenant of baptism. Let us therefore reaffirm our baptismal vows, renouncing all that opposes God and God's rule and affirming the faith of the Holy Catholic Church. Jane Bates and Presbyterian Church of Covenant behind me, trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Please say, I do. I do. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and your Savior, trusting in his grace and his love? Please say, I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple Obeying his word and showing his love. Please say, I will with God's help. Now, with the whole church, let's confess our faith. I'm going to ask questions that, out of which, and you might want to turn to the screen because the answers are up there. (laughs) I'm going to ask, and I will ask, do you believe in God the Father? Everybody, I believe in God the Father. We, oh, you, nope, we skipped the slide. That's not the Apostles' Creed, though. Every, no, we missed the first mess. We first missed the first line. Do you believe in God the Father? And that you say, I believe in God the Father. Almighty creator of heaven and earth. Everybody remember that's how the Apostles' Creed starts, right? Okay, everybody, do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's our own Son, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the quick and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Now, everybody stand and put your arms out. We're going to pray over these folk. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I thank you for each and every one of these servants for saying, yes, Lord, you fill in the question. I thank you for their passion. I thank you for their imaginations. I thank you for their love of you and their love of people. I thank you for the truth that you use these these mighty women of God in amazing ways. And I pray that you would continue to do so. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your love. Fill them with your peace and your wisdom. This is not an easy road to, to take. But we proclaim that you are king of our lives. And I proclaim I am grateful to God for each and every one of these women. Gracious God, you are so good. Pour out your holy spirit of power and truth upon the whole church, that we may be for you a holy people, baptized to serve you in the world. Sustain this congregation in ministry. Ground us in the gospel. Secure our hope in Christ. Strengthen our serving to the outcast and increase increase our love for one another. Show us the transforming power of your grace in our life together, that we may be servants of the gospel, offering a compelling witness in the world to the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You are now deacons and elders. Everybody, round of applause. Be faithful and true in your ministry so that the whole life will bear witness to the crucified and risen King, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Please return to your seats. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I wanted to make a remark. I was surprised and I wanted to express this. On our last praise song, I love you, Lord. The congregation was led to sing a prayer. And that's a high proposition in any church for that to be done. And to my surprise, you did not start the people in a tiny beat. I was a preacher, I want. What a musical congregation. Well, we can have a lot of music for you today and all the um, coming weeks through the Advent and all the, the you know, things leading to Christmas. Okay, the well,
No, please, uh, pay special attention to the choir, but even more so to Mike. He's going to have a big job in front of him.
Wow, choir, thank you so much. That was so, so, so beautiful. So today is Christ the King Sunday. Amen? When Terry was up here and kind of scavenging the room for things to be thankful for, there was one thing that, because I've spent hours now preparing for this sermon, that I didn't hear. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I get it. Thanksgiving is four days away, and we're busy, and we're distracted. And even though this is the time of year when we tend to think about the things that we're grateful for and count our blessings, it's so easy for this serene feeling of gratitude to get eclipsed by our shopping list and our meal planning and our travel arrangements and anticipating family, let's just say dynamics. (laughs) We're going to continue on this week on the theme of gratitude. And last week, Pastor Sharon unpacked the Luke story when Jesus cleansed and healed the ten lepers. And only one came back to say, thank you. Are we cognizant of those times when God has answered our prayers? Do we say thank you? Are we the one or are we the nine? Do we thank God for our health, for our church family, for our family of origin and our friends? The list of thank yous, honestly, is endless if only we stop for a moment and tune out the distraction and reflect on God's goodness. Today we are going to hearken back to the First Testament, to Psalm 118, and we're going to look at gratitude from a different angle. This is the day that the Lord has made. Verse 24 from Psalm 118. Did you know that's where it came from? Verse 24. The message translates verse 24 as, This is the very day that God acted. Let us celebrate and be festive. Let us celebrate and be festive. That's appropriate for this time of year. But wait. Just wait until we unpack all that God has for us. Please open your Bibles or look to the screen to Psalm 118. We're going to start in verses 1 through 4 and then skip down to 15 through 24. Hear the word of the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. 
Let all those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Jumping down to verse 15. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The hand of the Lord does valiantly. The hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I might enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Will you please pray with me? Holy, gracious, loving, and merciful God, thank you for this Thanksgiving season and all the blessings that come with it. Father, we pray for those who don't feel like celebrating and being festive. Be with them, Lord Jesus. Cover them with your comfort and mercy. Bring community around those who feel lonely. Open our ears to hear and our eyes to see what you have for us this day. For this is indeed the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and thank you. I pray, Lord, that you will transform the human words from my mouth to be truly your words for each one of us today. May we glorify you every day of our lives, Lord Jesus. Amen. In recent years, there has been a focus in the general media on gratitude. Studies have shown that practicing gratitude has real health benefits. Gratitude has been shown to reduce stress, increase our self-esteem, and even improve relationships. In her research, Brene Brown has made a correlation between joy and gratitude. In her work, she quotes a Jesuit priest who says, It's not joy that makes us grateful, but gratitude that makes us joyful. Brown is a proponent of practicing gratitude with intentionality, and she encourages that from each one of us. Let's be honest. When life is kind of cruising along nicely, or even when life is at a high, it's easy, it's easy to think of things that we're thankful for and say thank you to God. But what about the times when we're sick or isolated or grieving? What about the times when we're worried about finances or feeling lonely? How easy it is when life feels low and we feel beaten up is it to be grateful. 
Let us celebrate and be festive, like the message says, has nothing to do with our outer circumstances, and it has everything to do with God. Let us rejoice and be thankful has everything to do with our reliance on God. Let's dive into the text together. Let's unpack it and see what God has for us. Psalm 118, along with Psalms 113 through 117, are called the Hallel Psalms. Do you guys know that? Hallel means praise. So Psalm 118 is a praise psalm. Many of the psalms call on God's people to praise and be thankful. So what makes this one psalm or this collection, this this collection of Hallel psalms, special? On Jewish high holy days, including the Passover, the entire community would sing the Hallel Psalms 113 through 117, as their act of worship and gratitude to the one true God. In Matthew 26 and Mark 14, the gospel writers record that after Jesus and the twelve had finished their Passover meal together, they sung a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Most scholars agree that the hymn that they sang was indeed the halal, Psalms 113 through 118. More on that later. Psalm 118 opens with the familiar, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Our gratitude stems directly from who God is. God is good. God's goodness is his very essence. Our gratitude and praises are for who God is, not for what he does for us. Of course, when God blesses us, when he answers praise, that necessitates our gratitude. Of course it does. But deeper, and higher, and more sincere than praising God for what he does for us is simply just praising God for who he is. God's loving kindness, God's chesed, is everlasting and steadfast. Chesed is a crucial theological concept All of the positive attributes for God can be summed up in that one Hebrew word, chesed. It's God's love. It's his steadfastness. It's his loving kindness, his faithfulness, his loyalty. The word chesed literally gives us a glimpse into who God is. And our language just does a very poor job of describing how awesome God is. 
God's love is from everlasting to everlasting. It endures forever and ever. God's goodness and steadfastness never change, no matter what circumstances we're facing today. God's loving kindness and his merciful love know no beginning, and they will know no end. Our praise and gratitude are intertwined and rooted in our limited awareness of how awesome God is. In verses 2 through 4, the psalmist is calling on the whole world to praise God. He first calls Israel to proclaim God's mercy endures forever. And then the psalmist calls the house of Aaron and all clergy to proclaim God's loving kindness endures forever and ever. And then he calls all who fear God to proclaim God's love and mercy is steadfast. When we shift our gratitude to praise for who God is, then we are inexplicably altered from the inside out. And our perspective shifts from the ordinary and mundane things that distract us to the important and eternal things. Pastor Jack Hayford paints this beautiful imagery of hurling praises at heaven when adversity strikes. He says, take praise and throw it at those cramped circumstances that won't have a large place and at the dead issues that we will not give life to and at the contrivance of humanity that seeks to trap you so you do not realize what God has for you. Take aim and throw praise right at those situations. Say to the Lord, I look to you. I'm going to cause there to be an abiding praise in you no matter what. I am going to stand firm in a spirit of praise. Stand firm even when it looks like it's not going to work out. Amen. Psalm 118 understands that at times we are surrounded by our enemies and we seek God's help. Jumping down to verse 15, the psalmist is praising God for deliverance. There are glad songs of victory. The Lord does valiantly. The Lord is exalted. And then we get to verse 17, which is pivotal. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. A declaration to the world that even though we may go through hellish experiences, our Lord will not give us over to death. I shall not die, but I shall live. When God has delivered us from death, there is No other response but extreme gratitude. And we can't keep that news to ourselves. Have any of you ever had a brush with death? 
Anyone. I see some nodding heads. When I was four, I was not a good swimmer. And I was in the community pool holding on to the edge, and I lost my grip. And I went down. And I was flailing. And I couldn't breathe. And right in front of me on the edge of the pool were a group of teenagers. And they're looking at me, and they're laughing, and they're trying to figure out, is she joking, or does she really need my help? And finally, one young man, maybe 16 or 17 years old, reaches out his hand, and I grab it, and he pulls me out. And all I could say over and over and over again was, thank you, thank you, thank you. And 50 years later, I still tell that story. And I thank God for the young man that was there to reach out his hand for me, that was the very hand of God. And I thank God for his mercy. And I will continue to recount the deeds of the Lord to all who will listen and tell of God's mercy and goodness. Martin Luther wrote an extensive commentary on Psalm 118. Pretty big. He did that while he was in hiding at Coburg Castle in 1530. In the room that he was in, in this castle, writing the commentary, literally on the wall, he wrote verse 17. I shall not die but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Martin Luther was in hiding and clearly had concerns for what may be done to him. But he wrote, In God the dying live, the suffering rejoice, the fallen rise, and the disgraced are honored. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he had spent the evening with his disciples celebrating the Passover meal. Honestly, not unlike what we're going to be doing on Thursday, celebrating a meal with our close friends and family. The Passover today is still celebrated. It's an annual commemoration of when God saved the Israelites and rescued them from Egypt. Remember, the Israelites were told to put blood over their doorposts so that the spirit of dead death would literally pass over them. In Exodus 12, verses 13 and 14, it says, The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you. When I strike the land of Egypt, this day shall be a remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord throughout your generations. This is the festival that our Lord was celebrating that night. Jesus and the twelve are singing a hymn. They're singing the halal. They're giving thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. On that fateful night, Jesus was singing, I shall not die, but I shall live 
and recount the deeds of the Lord. He sang, open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. And as Jesus is singing this, he is literally proclaiming his entrance into heaven. Singing the halal, these psalms are some of the last words that our Lord spoke on earth. Authorship of Psalm 118 is unknown. If we attribute it to David, as much of the Psalter is attributed to David, then these words were written approximately 1,000 years before Jesus. In Matthew 21, Jesus quotes Psalm 118, verses 22 and 23. And he's speaking to the Pharisees and chief priests. He says, Did you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they understood that he was speaking about them. When they sought to seize him, they feared the people because they considered him to be a prophet. One commentary put it this way. The religious establishment did not approve of Jesus' humble beginnings. Search and see that no prophet will arise from Galilee. The religious establishment did not approve of Jesus' disregard of religious traditions. For Jesus took pity on folks and healed them on the Sabbath. The religious establishment did not approve of Jesus' choice of friends because he ate with sinners and tax collectors. The religious establishment may have rejected Jesus as the builders rejected the stone, but Jesus became the capstone, the chief cornerstone, the stone that holds two rows of stones coming together at the corner. Jesus joined Jew and Gentile, and Jesus joined heaven and earth together as that cornerstone. I don't have any words. Jesus knew all of this. He was singing these words. He knew what God had for him. He knew the path that he was going to take. And yet he still sung them. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will celebrate and be festive. Jesus is recorded as quoting this verse 24 in Matthew, Mark, and Luke in response to the Hosannas when he was entering Jerusalem just one week earlier. The psalm has a prophetic connection between Jesus' triumphal entry that we know today as Palm Sunday. The day we rejoice in, the day that we celebrate, the day that we are glad in is the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem and was honored and praised as Messiah. Jesus proclaimed in 
in Luke 19.40, that if the multitudes had not rejoiced, that even the stones would have cried out in praise. We are called to thank and praise God on this day and all the days that he has for us. Gratitude has many, many facets. All of them, all of them are good. Let us be like the one leper that came back to say thank you to Jesus. Let us rejoice this day for who God is, for his loving kindness, for his steadfastness, for his faithfulness. As we approach Thanksgiving and Christmas, let us do so with gratitude in our hearts and recounting the deeds of the Lord. Will you please pray with me? Loving and steadfast God, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, for your loving kindness, for your faithfulness, your chesed. Lord, we pray that you would write the truths of Psalm 118 on our hearts. Keep our eyes focused on you as we enter into the Christmas season amidst the shiny lights and many distractions. Wake us each morning with praises on our lips for you, for this is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice. Let us be glad. Let us celebrate and be festive. To your glory, Lord Jesus. Amen. Please stand, and we're going to have our hymn of response.
As we continue in worship and continue in gratitude, um, now it's time the service where we offer our tithes and our offerings. And it's a good way to say thank you to God because He's blessed us with so much. Amen? Amen? He takes care of us. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, so this morning's offerings and tithes are now received. Please be seated and join me in a word of prayer. 
Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We pray for your assistance in tuning out the distractions. We praise you and we ask you also that our praises stem from not the stuff from, that you give us, but from your very being. May we get lost in chesed. Many of us, the family of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, are going through some valleys. So we lift up our our sister Kay Deer, who's receiving care at Manor Care and is now in hospice. We lift before you her sister Bev, who's been caring for her at home for many months. Be her rock, be her refuge. We lift up Keith Coslin and we pray that you would give him peace, your shalom, your comfort, your wholeness. We pray for Nino and Sam and their upcoming eye surgeries. Surround them with medical professionals that know what they're doing and comforting care. We lift up quietly those who need your help. And we join together as one voice with millions of followers followers of you, Jesus the King. Praying the prayer you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand with me and sing our concluding hymn.
honor of Christ the King Sunday, and, and quite honestly, every Sunday, let us give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you this day, every day this week, and until we are back together again. May it be so.